leaked tape that led to one of the biggest scandals in sports and changed the NBA forever. A podcast that unearthed it all. This is just like what 2014 was mm-hmm. like. Like, there's yeah. a lot of wild stuff happening. And now, a Hulu docudrama. TMZ was calling again and again and saying, we have a tape, do you want to comment? 30 for 30 Podcasts presents The Sterling Affairs. Let's talk clips. We reshot the scene, and I could barely watch it because it was so uncomfortable. It was tough. A companion podcast to the FX drama inspired by the award-winning reporting of Ramona Shelburne, one of ESPN's top NBA reporters, an L.A. native, and someone who has been following the story from the moment it broke. Join Ramona as she sits down with the cast and crew of the show in spoiler-filled conversations and behind-the-scenes reaction to each episode. Man, this is crazy, but these people live these lives every day. Donald Sterling, this was his lifestyle for a long time. Listen to The Sterling Affairs. Let's talk clear wherever you get your podcasts. June Lake, Israel Gutierrez, Woody Page, Clinton Yates. We have an around-the-horn contractual addendum. Independent study must go on for 23 and a half hours a day. I want you taking the temperature of your takes, and we need to make sure you're not playing video games and watching TV while you're doing it. <laughs> what are the Cardinals doing with Kyler Murray? Let's go. Actually, an addendum to the addendum. I need to make sure you are watching TV and playing video games while we do this. That gets you more points on this one. That's the deal. We'll get to that in a second. Yankees-Mets, two first-place teams, a Subway Series in July. What are the chances it portends a Subway Series in October? And for whom are these two games bigger around the horn to New York? June Lee. This is a bigger series for the Yankees because the expectations for the Yankees and Mets are completely different. There's a sense of impending doom with the Mets fan base already that they might fall back from first place. With the Yankees, there was an expectation that they'd be obviously making the playoffs, but not necessarily this good. And now there's an expectation that they're going to win the World Series. And so there's already the sense now with with the series against the Astros that maybe this team has been struggling against teams that they're going to face in the postseason. The Mets are obviously a team that falls into that category. And now that the injuries start to pile on. Michael King has been one of their best relievers this year. Miguel Castro's on the injured list. Uh, Luis Severino is on the injured list. There's a lot of things that are starting to kind of back down on the Yankees right now, and they're gonna their death is really going to be tested. It's going to be interesting to see heading into the trade deadline whether or not this team is going to be forced into position to go out and get a uh, make a big move for someone like maybe Juan Soto, depending on where the, the team is, because you know the expectation on the Yankees now is not that just they're going to win the division, but win the World Series and potentially do that in a, in a historic fashion. Clinton Yates, for whom is this series bigger? I think the Mets have more to gain and the Yankees have more to lose. I kind of disagree with June's analysis about where the Mets are right now. We haven't seen their pitching staff complete yet. And I also think that now that they finally got the leadership of that team together, they feel like a real baseball club. And they're kind of playing with house money at this point. They knew the Braves were going to be on their back in terms of what was going on. They're the defending champion. As to the Yankees, when you've got Booney out here talking about it only matters in October, well, this might be a team you face in October. So if you lose this series, that does not portend well for what it is you're trying to do down the line. So overall, I think that they're through two different things. As June pointed out, they're just analyzed separately from me. Woody Page. Uh, June is uh, so terrible in July talking about the Yankees. I think it's important <laughs> for you to realize, June, that they are 12 and a half games over the second place club, the Blue Jays, 13 and a half. The Red Sox are so far in the rearview mirror, they're not a factor at all. And you're saying they need to win this two game series because it's so important to them? Give me a break. 
The Mets are trying to get their pitching staff together. They're trying to get their relief staff together. They're starting rotation to be on the field. Captain Nemo is out there saying everybody wants a Yankees-Mets World Series. And my goodness, I don't think that's really true. There are a lot of people in the rest of the country that really don't <laughs> care about this series. Yes, of course. So I'm saying that it's the Mets. Thank you, Woody Page. And Israel Gutierrez, for whom is this series bigger? Yeah, I mean, look, I look, I do agree with June where the Yankees sort of underperformed last year and the first half of this year kind of overperformed and set this, you know, this standard that people are probably a little bit too high because if you look at their record since, you know, losing 10 of 18 since July 3rd, not too many people are concerned about it. They're saying, okay, well, they'll fix things with a couple of trades before next week's trade deadline. Even with Giancarlo Stanton going on the IL now, not a huge deal for this team. They still have enough, you know, enough uh, big bats in the lineup. That's why I look at the Mets, and, and June mentioned it, the only thing you really talk about with the Mets is that double-figure lead that they've almost lost to the Braves. Well, they've maintained a two-game lead this far, and Jacob deGrom is going to have another uh, rehab start on Wednesday and has looked great in his rehab starts. And so when you include him into this rotation, you're going to have a dominant uh, top two and a team that's probably going to have the best rotation hold on to its, uh, to its division lead. So I think this series right now is huge for them. I want to bring you back in because I'm intrigued by this idea that a – Bad week here, maybe even losing the series to the Mets, might spurn the Yankees on to make the biggest trade in baseball and get Juan Soto. Well, they also have a window right now where they have a stacked team. They have a lot mm-hmm. of guys under contract to make sure that you know they're all having really good years between Nestor Cortez, Jordan Montgomery. That rotation has been really, really strong this year. But then there's also the part where John Carlos Stan goes on the IL, and then you have Joey Gallo, who's been hitting below 200 Oof. the entire yeah. season, who's, who's been a black hole in that lineup. You know, there is a, a scenario here, especially given how talented the Rays and the Blue Jays also are, that you know I don't think that they're necessarily going to come back and, and catch them in the, in the division race. But when it comes to the playoffs the regular season records won't matter and having that depth having that consistency in that lineup and in that rotation is going to be really really important for the New York Yankees. Israel what did you say before we sat down what you love about this subway series is that it brings New York together in a way that they can flip the bird to each other easier but just so they can argue with (laughs) each other louder. Exactly exactly all right we've been horned we'll move on football now the report's that Kyler Murray's new $230 million deal has a clause. This is stunning. The clause obligates him to spend four hours of independent, uninterrupted film study each week away from the team to get, quote, unquote, credit. Because it appears independent study addendum can result in a default of his contract if it's determined he's doing something else. And the reporting here seems to suggest, hypothetical scenarios, that the team put out there in the contract Hypothetical things like browsing on the internet while watching film or playing video games while watching film. This could lead to a default in the contract? What is this, Clinton Yates? This is an absolute debacle, and if you want to use a college term, sort of like that college coach who's been down there, a loss of institutional control. You cannot have grown men sitting here talking about you're not going to get your allowance until you do your chores. This is NFL football. What are we talking about? If you're the Cardinals, why would you want this news to be out there? If you are the quarterback, you don't want this to be found out either. This is an embarrassment to everybody involved, and as far as I'm concerned, the Cardinals season is done right now. Hopkins not going to be playing the first whatever games of the year. And now you can't even figure out the leadership pattern for this team. Bad news bears, Arizona. Get it together. Woody Page. Well, Clinton, the season's not over. He's going to have to home study all the time. I had two responses 
to reading that addendum. Number one was, I'm reading The Onion. Well, I'm reading Bad Magazine. <laughs> yeah. This is so ludicrous okay. that I, it's unbelievable. The number two thought that I had was, can you imagine Allen Iverson getting a contract offer like that and saying, home study? This is home study? Can you believe it? This is home study? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. It does sound, and Clinton kind of uh, touched upon this, on the Bidwell family over the years, there's been a reason why the Cardinals have never been that successful occasionally getting into the playoffs, because they run their institution like that. It sounds like an institution where they would actually say to a quarterback that you just paid $230 million to, that you, we want to make sure with security cameras or with good faith that you're going to study at home. That makes no sense. Well, I mean, there's a couple things in play here, right, Israel? They are just words in a contract. But there's a suggestion here that how, how could you take it any other way, Israel, that Kyler wasn't preparing during the week or the team is allowing right. people to believe that? It's an unprecedented protection for a team because it's got this, you know, vagueness to it that it's like, yeah, okay, studying, what does that really mean? If he's literally focused on the camera or on the television and not on other things and you're timing every second of it, otherwise it's a breach of contract, that's absolutely nuts. And for Kyler Murray to have let this get into the contract, I, I'm kind of hoping that it was one of those things that I've done it before, signed something without actually reading all the, all the clauses. Because to, to let that get into the contract, which you know will eventually get public will eventually have so many people saying these things about you whether it's true or not that I would have just done something quietly on the side and said hey you guys want to do this uh without you know sort of the public letting know that's fine but the idea that he let that get into the contract means it's real it's something that that not only does the team believe but he says Eh, okay, maybe I should study harder. And the last thing here is I also wonder, and this is like a, a medical diagnosis here, if there's ADHD involved with Kyler Murray, because if they're talking about making him focus on his study on the one thing that's most important in his life, that might be something slightly out of his control. So it's something they probably want to look into. Oh, do, do you know that? Or you're just uh, a supposition here that... I don't know that. I'm saying it is very common and it's something that if it, writing it into a contract is not something that's going to fix that if that is a, a significant problem. Jun, how do you read this? I think it's the worst possible way for a 200 plus million dollar contract business partnership to be starting out because you're putting Kyler in a position where now there's going to be media scrutiny on his video game habits, on his television watching habits and how that informs the way that he's prepping for the game. And it's also an indictment on Cardinals management because it's saying that we don't know how to motivate our quarterback to study film. I mean, to have that written into a contract is a situation where are you managing your quarterback, your franchise quarterback? Do you, are you have confidence in your franchise? quarterback if you're writing all of this in like if, if you're gonna put that much money invested into Kyler Murray and then you're gonna also write like oh we need to make sure that contractually that he's studying four hours a week how much confidence do you actually have in him I mean it's, it's a baffling I say this? decision on four so hours a week fronts. four hours a week I, I thought four hours a day I mean <laughs> four hours a week what are That's we asking for here is it I mean if I'm Kyler I come out and say I was already doing that sure I signed it I was already doing that per day I mean, how could you not be? Right. All right. Well, it's interesting because that story came out the same time a couple other teams were approaching it completely different. To the New England Patriots we go. Mac Jones being praised for making dramatic gains this offseason in his physicality and in his football sense. And that's from Bill Belichick. Quote, dramatic improvement. End quote. That's what Belichick said. And then, of course, we know about the, the eternal praise coming in Miami for Tua Tungabailoa from his new receiver, Tyreek Hill. This is the fifth time, by our count, that he's praised him 
for being the most accurate QB in the league. Said it to Bart Scott yesterday at first. Hey, Clinton, are those just words or something more here? I think the words from Belichick are good if you're a Patriots fan. Football coach coaches up quarterback. Therefore, quarterback gets better for a football team. That's what you're supposed to do. As for the Dolphins, on the other hand, though, I think Tyreek is doing a lot here. He's saying things that are not true. First of all, the most accurate quarterback in the league is Joe Burrow, who was drafted ahead of Tua. And second of all, it puts an unnecessary spotlight on the guy who has not yet proven it. I get it. He's trying to hype up his boy, but I think that this could be a little bit It's real. You seem to be. Well, Tua's been invoked. We have to go to Miami, so please. Yeah, so I love, you know, Bill Belichick saying this about his quarterback and everybody saying, wow, it must absolutely be true. But one of the most talented receivers in the game says something about his quarterback and it's just like, "Mm, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. What have we really seen out of Mac Jones other than he can, you know, execute a game plan? Let's see Tua with a good offensive line and good receivers and then maybe we'll all be saying, oh yeah, Tyreek was right the whole time. Woody Page? Well, I was so eager to get in there because I think Bill Belichick saying something positive yeah. rather than saying, yeah. let's go on to training camp. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to hear more of that, him talking about his quarterback. But we do know this, that this is the first time he's actually talked about and worked with a young quarterback since he did it with Tom Brady. That seemed to work out well. And Belichick is also giving Matt Jones partial control of the play calling, which is not something that he's done with a lot of young quarterbacks in the past as well. I do think there's a sense of toxic positivity here with Tyree Kill and <laughs> him praising Tua by Loa. Just because you know, putting too much positivity out there when he hasn't proved it, proven it, and it, you know he's kind of isolated uh, in this moment where the Dolphins are kind of putting it to the test. Is Tua for real? Is he going to be the quarterback? It's the kind of only thing that, he could, that, that the, the, the Dolphins he's can play, can for play real. on this. Some people are asking, toxic positivity? You just <laughs> Many That's are the name asking. of that look Many he's rocking today. Not for real. We love As it. As we go to break, check this out. How Aaron Rodgers walked into camp today. Full-on Nick Cage from Con Air. Whoa. Oh. June, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Con Air. I've never Check it out. It is about 25 years old. It's uh, It holds up, I think. It's a romp. Committed to the bit, for Fire sure. Somebody's been doing push-ups. the horn is presented by corona extra find the fine life live la vida mas fina part of happy hour passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Day zero of Dallas Cowboys camp. It hasn't even started yet. And here they are leaving for Oxnard. Mike McCarthy taking questions. David Moore, Dallas Morning News, asked about his job security. And here's how McCarthy responded. It's irritating that that's the first question you asked me. It had nothing to do with my job. And then he said, my viewpoint is it's not a story. It's media-driven narrative, or at least a narrative driven outside my realm. You will allow his banned phrases there, but you won't use them. Jerry Jones today responding. I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if they didn't believe he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. And I have choices. End quote. Clinton Yates, what are you buying? What are you selling? And does McCarthy have a point? On the first day, the first question? McCarthy does have a point, but if it's day zero of training camp on page zero of the job description is, hello, your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, people on these shows will be talking about you every single day. And on top of that, your owner will undermine you on the back end. Guess what? Woody Page. I'm selling both men here. McCarthy could have just blown off the question or used some humor, but he was so serious about it. And in regard to Jones, why did he have to add that phrase, and I have choices. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's talking about Sean Payton now available. Dan Quinn's on the own, the, the staff of the Cowboys. Israel Gutierrez, does McCarthy have a point though? It's not even trading camp yet. They're flying out and that's the question. Yeah, I'm with McCarthy here. Like, he's walking through on day zero with, like, birds and butterflies flying around his head all happy, and it's the first question he gets from, oh, weird job security? Okay. And Woo. what does his opinion on his job security really matter? We heard his answer. It gets you what exactly? No further information into whether or not he's going to be the coach for a long time. So, yeah, I'm with him. It was an irritable question. Sure right off the bat, come on. Well, I think it's insight into his mindset because there's only two coaches in the NFL that don't need to worry about job security, Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Everyone else has to be thinking about that in some form in terms of how it's motivating them on the job. And Mike McCarthy isn't coming off of a great playoff campaign. This is off of a playoff campaign against the San Francisco 49ers where he mismanaged the clock and he's running a quarterback draw at the end of the fourth quarter. He has to be thinking about this. Fire cell two, WNBA. Demetrius Cup is tonight the first news of the day. It's large. L.A. Sparks and Liz Cambage parting ways, agreeing to a divorce, as WNBA teams have been saying this year, notably. Sparks say it's amicable, but another mess and mystery after her withdrawal from the Olympics last year. But to tonight's big game, Commissioner's Cup, Sky Aces, Chicago at home because of record $500,000 prize pool for players here, 30000 for each winning player, 10000 for the losing players. MVP gets an additional 5000 Game on Amazon Prime. What you buying tonight? Is this cup gaining steam, Woody? Could it be a finals preview? I think so. They're the two best teams in the league. However, the Aces do have literally a tougher road to get there because they've got six games in a road, uh, on the, in a row, on the road, but in Becky Hammond, I trust. Israel Gutierrez? Well, it's interesting, the contrast here. you got the Aces. They have three players in the top ten in scoring, and the, the Sky have seven players 
<clears throat> averaging between 9 and 15 points. And when you think about the uh, MVP of this, let's say Chicago wins, who's going to be the MVP? Could be anybody. Could be anybody. My guess is they're going to split the MVP amongst everybody anyway. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. June Lee, how about you? That would be my guess. If it's such, well, they're so the deep and such a team-oriented team, I think they would probably do something like that. June, how about you? Well, I think that the, the Aces are going to take the cup because I think Courtney Vandersloot being out is going to be a pretty big deal for this guy. But, you know, this is AJ Wilson continuing on her MVP campaign. And on top of that, Kelsey Plum has broken out this year. And her and Becky Hammond, I think, have come up with a strategy for her in terms of her usage uh, that has helped the Aces get to a point where they're number one in the WNBA right now in effective field goal percentage. So I, I see this as a final preview, but the Aces are in a really, really good spot right now. And see why. Yeah, the Kelsey Plum Avengers tour has been fantastic to watch, but I just want to mention overall, I think the situation with Campage is very unfortunate. This is the fifth contract divorce in the WNBA this season. Players are starting to understand a little bit more about what they're doing. I really hope she can get it together just from who she is, because right now she does not play well with others, and it's really unfortunate to see it play out. She does not play well with others. The, the actual word divorce, contractual divorce, are we all right with that? I mean, how does that come off to you, Clinton? I don't know how else to describe it, but I do think it indicates a serious point that on both sides, there are irreconcilable differences, and that's really tough to deal with. Mm -hmm. Woody Page, Andrew Gutierrez, this was a great one today. I think you're going to love what it does to your scoring average for the season, Woody. Not so much for your FaceTime chances. Yates, Lee, showdown, two minutes. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. All the new NFL looks this year. NBA is like, wait, hold up. We, we can do something. We can throw it back. Return of the teal for the Pistons. Those flaming horse head teal uniforms they wore in the late 90s. Detroit News called them iconic. June Lee, fashion do or fashion don't? Fashion do. Teal is back. Bring back these uniforms full time. They're so much better than the Pistons' regular uniforms. I am all in on this. Mm -hmm. Yates. The reason you don't bring back the uniforms is because when they actually wore them, the team was actually terrible. Why would you want to come back to this? Ain't nothing iconic about it. It symbolizes to me losing, which is what the Pistons did for so long when they were in those daggone kits. You know, Clinton, I'm with you. We were there. Sorry, no offense, June. These weren't iconic. These are ironic right now. I get it right. why people like Teal. 
But what's the flaming horse logo? Who wants a flaming horse? No, Clinton Yates taking all the points. We'll move on. Brady Brand Swimwear. Here's the model. How did they get this guy? <laughs> They're calling it Swim. Can they do that? Can they claim the name Swim? And will you wear Brady Swimwear, Clinton? No, I don't like the fact that he's got the suck-in going extra hard. But most importantly, he's kind of insulting my intelligence. You can't reinvent board shorts. They've already made them. I'm wearing some right now. <laughs> June Lee. This is also a fashion dude, Tony. I mean, Tom Brady, I think, is completing his destiny as becoming the men's version of Kim Kardashian through the swimsuit line. So here again, Gen Z telling us something was invented that already existed. Swim? You can't claim the name Swim, Tom Brady. Clinton Yates, FaceTime. Speaking of trying to reinvent something that already existed poorly, the Washington Commanders are now trying to rewrite the lyrics of the song known simply as hashtag HGTR. All of the options are bad, all of them are embarrassing, and all of them are an indication of why we do not need a third rewrite of a song that was originally Dixie. Ditch all the old stuff. This is effectively an expansion team at this point, and you all know it. You have time to save yourselves. Stop singing that song. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of the car at this point. You don't need to remake it. Get a new car. We'll see you tomorrow.